One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Alrighty then, hey, thank you for that, and welcome to a live Friday edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Why do you say live? Well, it could be a rerun. Is it November 3rd at 9.07 Pacific Time? If it is, then live radio, baby. If it's not, it might be a rerun. What do you mean, might? I know, might. Uh, Fridays, we check in with uh, Jan Wall. She's a film critic. We bring in entertainment guests. We'll have author Shannon Messenger in the first hour with director Nicole Paoni. She has a new movie with Uma Thurman and Samuel L. Jackson. Producer Eric Rule for his new film. And then in the second hour, the return of comedian Jessica Seeley. She has a new comedy album. The directing brothers of Graham and Parker Phillips have their new film with Aaron Eckhart called Rumble Through the Dark. We'll also have a documentary, Amanda McBain, about her documentary called The Mission, not the Robert De Niro movie, which I loved in the 80s. Uh, Carmine will come back for the Saturday Breeders' Cup picks, pro-wagering, and then in studio we'll have Ian Lara. Ian Lara, a very funny comedian. He's in town at the Punchline. And scattered in there, Rick's Picks, which is a... A smaller spate of games being that there are a lot of buys uh, this week, but we'll get to those as well. If someone doesn't show up, (laughs) uh, we'll have uh, room for a call at 1-800-878-PLAY. Once again, 1-800-878-7529. That's what will get you in and get you heard, girl. Coast to coast, around the world, American Forces, burp, radio network, sorry. Big shout-out to our troops, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force. You're doing great. Stay safe. Come home soon. We're proud of you. And we got three hours, so come on back and let's do it. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. 
Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more so you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Price Picks is the place to play this season. Price Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time, and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with Prize Picks. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash byline and use code byline, Prize Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash byline with code byline for a 100% deposit match. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Friday in Hour One, we're always pleased to be joined by our good friend and film critic, Jan Wall. How are you doing, Jan? I'm doing terrific. Thanks, Rick. Great stuff. Let's bring in our first guest, and it's great to have her back, Shannon Messenger, the author of the award-winning middle-grade Keeper of the Lost Cities series, as well as the Skyfall series for uh, young adults. 
Um, she has a new graphic novel called Keeper of the Lost Cities, the graphic novel part one. And uh, we'll also talk about how this is going to be made into a movie as well. Shannon, welcome back to the show. And I have to ask, and I hope you don't mind, do you know how sometimes people have nicknames like Alex Rodriguez would be A-Rod? Have you ever gone with S-Mess? And it's fairly fitting, honestly, especially given that I now have a two-year-old and a five-month-old. Like, <laughs> everything is the best, always. <laughs> it's it pretty is. appropriate. It is. <laughs> hey, I may have to start using that. Yeah. Is Ben Affleck really attached to your, your uh, movie of your book? I mean, as as far as he was at this point, it's one of those things where as an author, like, you don't get um, updates <laughs> at all. You oh, okay. Of, I mean, I know there were, there were contracts signed, and I, I got to do a phone call with him and all of that, whether that is still the case with all these actor strikes and writers' strikes and everything else. That's, uh, who knows anymore, honestly? I know that we're at the script stage, and so, like, the last time okay. I checked in, it was he like, is well, so, we're at the script stage, you know, and writers I are on like, yeah. Well, I've interviewed a gazillion people, and he is definitely one of my very favorites. This guy is so yeah. smart and so with it. I really hope you get to connect with him. Yeah, oh, I mean, the when I got to speak with him about the books, it was definitely one of those, like, surreal moments where you're just like, mm-hmm. I'm talking to Ben Affleck, and he's telling me he loves my story. Like, this is amazing. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tell us about the graph. Tell me more about how much you love Sophie and her story. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the graphic novel now, which is really cool, and or you could call it like an adult comic book. I love graphic novels. Yeah, they're really cool. This is definitely one of those author bucket list things, getting to have my book turned into a graphic novel. I have always wanted that, so I, I am very, very happy to um, finally have the finished product in my hands and I can't wait for readers to get their hands on it as well. What is it about graphic novels? What's the difference between a novel and a graphic novel? I mean, very, very, very basically put, it's, you know, one has art and one doesn't. Um, but obviously oh. there's a lot more to that. Um, I, I feel mm-hmm. like it was, it was really interesting. It's kind of honestly like adapting from a novel to a screenplay, you're switching to a much more visual medium. And Mm -hmm. so it's about finding a way to make sure that the art is communicating a portion of the story because you don't want it to be that the art is just saying exactly what the text is saying and it's not really adding Mm -hmm. anything to it. You want to see that sometimes the panels are visually telling the story and sometimes the text in the text dialogue boxes or other things are is what's moving the story. And it's kind of a hybrid of both. This is uh, illustrated by Gabriella Chianello, and for you, when you look at it, I mean, I'm sure it's important when you look and see, like, that's not what I imagine my character looking like. So what was that sort of give and take like? You know, um, I was very lucky. I got to be very involved with the process all the way across. So I um, was the one who picked Gabriella. I uh, was sent a ton of portfolios, and I got to kind of narrow it down to a, a batch of artists that then submitted auditions as far as, like, how they would draw the characters and the locations. And I picked Gabriella from that, and she has not disappointed. She did an amazing job. But it always is that delicate balance whenever I'm, like, when I I get to work with the cover artist for the books, I've gotten to work with the artists that have done, like, different promotional pieces. 
And I'm always trying to walk that very fine line of, obviously, there are certain, like, key descriptors that are listed in the books that need to be hit. Otherwise, it's just not accurate. But at the same time, I try not to completely dictate, well, this is exactly how I see it in my head. Like, no, it sh- her hair should hit exactly at her shoulder. It shouldn't fall below. It shouldn't be above. It should be exactly at her shoulder because that's how I picture it. I try not to do that because I think actually it's way more interesting for everyone if the artist is getting to put their own interpretation on it uh-huh. instead of it just and so that's why each, you know, like Sophie that has ever been drawn, I think we've worked with about 10 different artists over the course of the years of the series. Each Sophie is a little bit different. Um, and this one, Gabriella's Sophie, is um, a very stylized Sophie. I, I wanted that. I wanted to make sure that we were picking art that we had not really seen before. Um, and so I wanted a very, like, very illustrated style, like with, like, black outlines and that kind of thing so that we could really tell we're looking at something that is illustrated and not trying to be real in any way and it so it was really fun yeah. to get to see that style so i kind of i i call it sort of like disney meets manga and it's just <laughs> it's really fun one of the things i love about graphic novels is that the women are so badass you know the women can yeah. i mean ever since i fell in love with pulp fiction you know and uma thurman and character in uh, any number of movies, uh, this this idea of the badass woman seems to permeate. You know, it's one of the few places where women can really hold their own. Yeah, it's true, and it was especially fun to get to do that to bring that to the middle grade space because when I first started in this space, and of course there are definitely plenty of exceptions, but I was kind of going up against the boys you know it was harry Mm -hmm. potter and percy jackson and artemis fowl and all of these massive series that were very very boy focused and then here i was with with sophie and it was a little bit of a struggle to get it published um we got a lot of rejections along the way and yet here we are and it is just so fun to get to have a girl being as you say badass in that space like you know and 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 really getting to hold her own and now there are the the industry has changed and there are so many even more amazing heroines and mm-hmm. we even get even more diversity there's like Amari Peters from the Amari and the Night Brothers series which i absolutely love that character i think it's Amari Peters now i'm doubting myself my tired brain with the 5 month old and the 2 year old so sorry <laughs> bb if i'm saying that wrong but i'm pretty sure <laughs> You know, you. you know, what's interesting is that you mentioned Artemis Fowl. I had Owen Cole for the offer on my show two days ago, so uh, <laughs> you were going kind of up against him. One thing before I let you leave, I love this graphic novel, and at the very, very back, How to Draw Sophie. That's very cool. Yeah, it was really fun. They um, they came to me and said just with the way that books get made, they were going to have to, it was going to have to have all of these pages, whether we filled them or not. And so what did we want to fill it with? And uh, that was one of the first things I suggested. I'm just like, I feel like this book is going to be so much about the art that having a way, a, a space at the end that teaches readers, if they would like, how to draw those characters. I, just, I, I know 12-year-old me would have been all about that. And that usually <laughs> is, my, is, is what I go to. is like, what would I have wanted from this book when I was that age? Let's hope that that's what kids love as well. So... It's Shannon Messenger. Make sure to check it out. Keeper of the Lost Cities.com. Of course, Aladdin, Simon and Schuster, 
com slash kids. It's Keeper of the Lost Cities, the graphic novel. Part one and part two is coming soon. Shannon, congratulations, and I hope we'll see you on the big screen very soon. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, good stuff. And uh, Jan, speaking of Uma Thurman, we have a movie with her next and the director. How about that? Oh, I'm such a fan of Uma's. Let's do that next. Rick Tuttle and Jan Wall, come on back. Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's home ownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. 
these muffins taste bad. Or an art critic, that painting is bad. So disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Alongside Jan Wall, we bring in our next guest. It is filmmaker Nicole Paoni. Or do you say Paone? How do you which way do you go, Nicole? You know, you can say either way, but we Payone. Usually Payone? Yeah, why not? All right. <laughs> All right, Nicole Payone, New Jersey. No, that's Bayonne. Nicole Payone is with us. The movie is called The Kill Room. It is out today from Shout Studios, digital and on demand. A great cast with Uma Thurman, Samuel L. Jackson, and others. Tell us a little bit about the plot, please. So Uma Thurman's character runs an art gallery that's not doing so well, and Samuel L. Jackson uh, runs a bakery where he launders money. He is a a Yiddish baker who launders money, and Joe Manganiello's character is a hitman for the mob, and he works with Samuel Jackson. They need to re- figure out how to re-launder the money, and so they decide to start laundering money through the art world. But, but Joe's character needs to actually make a painting for them to sell, and and he becomes a big deal in the art world, and and start everybody wants. Uh, one of his paintings, and so it's not sitting too well with the mob, so they have to figure a way out of it. <laughs> I saw, this is Jan Wall, I saw this movie, Nicole, it is so much fun. This movie Thank is you. so fun. I mean, it, Thank just, you so it much. winds around, it gives you the art world, it gives you these incredible characters. Um, I just loved it. It was such a good time at the movies. Thank you. That's no, that's, what, you, I, that's that what, what I was coming kind of for. for. Absolutely. You know, we've seen those movies. You know, look, nobody can compete with uh, Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas and all those movies. And so, I wanted to just kind of have a little bit of levity there. And you know, the art world—it's a little stuffy. They could use some levity too. So I thought the pairing was perfect. Perfect fodder. A great movie. Mm-hmm. What was it like working with vets like that? Was there a lot of give and take, or were they kind of just good soldiers and did what they were told? <laughs> no, they they were amazing. It was incredible give and take. So much so that Uma Thurman brought the yellow leather jacket from Kill Bill, which happens to be my favorite movie, wow. for me to direct in. And so I got to ask Samuel L. Jackson while wearing that jacket to utter another MFR. So <laughs> I think I'm the only person in the world that got to do that. So I'll never forget that as long as I live. How, how am I going to top that? <laughs> you know, uh, she is the most, Uma Thurman is the most, I don't know, back in the day we used to say telegenic. She she just has a face that's unbelievable to watch. And you combine that with art, 
And uh, then you've got character people like Debbie Mazur, who is the most yeah. fabulous character woman since Eve, Eve Arden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. I, it was a it was an embarrassment of riches. I fought to make me longer. I thought it should have been. I, I feel like this movie could have been two hours. You know. Right. Um, right. Because every character has an incredible arc and a want need and they all collide in, in a really fun way I think I want to know about your time with the Groundlings as well because of all the fantastic talent that has come through there and your, your improv background do you still do a little yes yes and now and then oh of course always um, so yeah I was in the Groundling Sunday Company for a year and a half in 2004, and I was in there with Kristen Wiig, mm. uh, Melissa McCarthy would come to our shows, uh, Will Ferrell would pop in, like, all these incredible talents would pop in, and I think that would, it's, it's been, you know, crazy characters that go on SNL, it's, it's training for grounding characters, for learning about, you know, the power of the draft, like, everybody takes their first draft of script is ready to go out, and it's Usually, the the 18th draft is, is the one that gets made. So that really taught me about development of characters, and it was an incredible time there. Also, I would think co committing the character, like Kristen Wiig, completely commits to whatever she's doing. She's the most 100%. amazing comedian ever. And, you know, you yeah. must have learned a lot from all of that experience. What led you to this? What did you see growing up that made you want to take this journey? That's a great question. I never wanted to take the journey. I think I, I reluctantly um, decided to to go into the arts. I worked on Wall Street in my early 20s. And from the safety and what I thought was stability of Wall Street, um, I started taking acting classes, and that's where it all just started. And I only moved out to Los Angeles to get my SAG card, and I was going to move back. But a friend of mine brought me to the Groundlings and said, well, let's audition for this. And then I spent the next, like, four or five years in the school. Mm. And from the school, I, I, I tested for Saturday Night Live. I got on the Big Gay Sketch Show. Then I worked at Funny or Die with Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. And, and it was there that I learned to direct because the Obama White House called and they wanted an idea for climate change, like a funny idea, and they picked mine. And so I got to work with them, and then I got to work with the Hillary Clinton campaign and... When I was working with the Hillary Clinton campaign, uh, the director couldn't show up, and they were like, "Nicole, you have to direct." And that's how I was a director. It, I mean, it took me 20 wow. years to get that kind of synchronicity. But and then after I directed, my manager was like, "You're directing Friendsgiving, which was my first movie that's out on Netflix." And then The Kill Room came just three short years after that. So in three years, I've released two movies. Yeah. So it took me wow. 20 years to have quick that kind of quickness, but um, it was all worth it. You know, I, the Big Gay Sketch Show, I've had Julie Goldman on the show, and we all admire Kate, oh, yeah. Kate McKinnon as well. How fun was that to be with such a, uh, all those creative people? Incredible. And then we had Coleman Domingo, who, you know, is probably going to be nominated for an Oscar this year. 
and Billy Eichner. It was it was really fun. It was all most of our first jobs, and so it was just a fun, fun time. What is your favorite? Before we let you go, three to five minutes of the kill room. What would it be? Great question. I would say where I'm like most tapped in as a filmmaker, where everything's rocking and rolling, is is the montage where there's a montage in there where everybody's reading the article that Debbie yeah. the review, and they're all freaking out about it, and it's the camera's mm-hmm. moving, the the music's incredible. And there's a lot of fun cuts in there. I would say that's like uh, my favorite. By, by the way, did, so you, did you do a little Hitchcock and throw yourself in for a cameo? One hundred percent. There's there's one uh, scene where all the women are at an art gallery. It's um, Annika's art gallery, and not only am I on the <laughs> iPad where she's I'm the artist on the iPad. I'm behind them in the art. <laughs> So that's a double. <laughs> All that's right. a double Hitchcock. Every, everyone should check <laughs> out from Shout Studios, AEL Productions. It's called The Kill Room and uh, directed by the multi-talented, our guest, Nicole Payone, and star- starring Uma Thurman, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Joe Magnello, and uh, others. And this is going uh, to be a big hit. Congratulations, it Nicole. Is. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate your time. Sure, thank you. Fabulous. Yeah. You know, Thurman is so gorgeous. She is so gorgeous. I just love her. Do you know what my favorite Uma Thurman movie with her being gorgeous, if I'm allowed to say that now? Of course, go ahead. Don't objectify women. Um, (laughs) Was in Dangerous Liaison with the young Keanu Reeves. She was oh. probably about twenty in that movie. I think I don't oh. think she I don't think she could look better than she did in that movie. Man, right? Oh, what a face! What a face! Mm, yeah. Gorgeous. By the way, that doesn't objectify. You know, come on, I'm a feminist, and I'm saying to say somebody's gorgeous does not objectify them. Do you know that I had somebody Jan uh, a couple months ago, and it was like a podcaster, and I said, you know, you're very telegenic. Have they tried to get you to do TV or movies? And she was offended by that. Well, then she needs psychiatric help. <laughs> That's why I'm on eggshells with compliments now. <laughs> um, by the way, with your time in L.A., did you ever go to the Groundlings at all? Oh, absolutely. I used to love the Groundlings. That was a regular thing to do. Yeah, I, I had, mean, that was a, a thing we did. Uh-huh. I had Chris Kattan in saw, here. I saw all kinds of people there. Yeah, Chris Kattan was in here a few years ago. His dad started uh. it. Really? I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Eric Rule. He has a new movie called, it's time to get serious, Backlash, Misogyny. What was I just talking about? No compliments on this next one. I'm Rick Tittle. Come (laughs) on back with Jan Wall. This year, Staples wants everyone to have a happy holiday deal. 
That's right, Holla Deal. Staples Holla Deals are amazing savings on hot holiday tech. Great prices on laptops, game systems, earbuds, and more. And now at Staples, you can save up to $300 on select PCs. During Staples Holla Deals, it's not about the fa-la-la. It's about saving moolala. Save up to $300 on select PCs today at Staples. Ends 11-11 in-store only. See associate for details. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call. And learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group. Empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-211-6008. That's 800-211-6008. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. This year, Staples wants everyone to have a happy holiday deal. That's right, Holla Deal. Staples Holla Deals are amazing savings on hot holiday tech. Great prices on laptops, game systems, earbuds, and more. And now at Staples, you can save up to $300 on select PCs. During Staples Holla Deals, it's not about the fa-la-la. It's about saving moolala. Save up to $300 on select PCs today at Staples. Ends 11-11 in-store only. See associate for details. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. That hurts my feelings. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network alongside film critic Jan Wall. We bring in uh, Ghislaine Maroist. She is co-director and an award-winning uh, award documentarian to talk about her new film called Backlash, Misogyny in the Digital Age. 
And um, Ghislaine, uh, you are a Quebecois, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, tell you're gonna you're gonna hear it <laughs> with my accent. <laughs> tell us a little bit of how this project got off the ground. Well, you know, uh, in Montreal, uh, I have you know, there's a feminist author, Lea Clermont-Vion, and she received some threats, and uh, that that was a couple of years ago, and. Um, she came to me and we decided to look at the issue and notice that many women uh, were targeted. And so we, um, that, that started the journey of wanting to make this film. We're seeing, you know, right now, uh, and it, it's been years, and we saw this phenomenon grow. Uh, and more and more women who speak up uh, and, uh, and women who go in politics uh, are targeted, and, and it's a very and women's rights are threatened. Actually, you know, Kilaine, I've been waiting. This is Jan Wall. I have been waiting for someone to make this film. I'm so wow. glad you did. It, well, I mean, it's about time. This is something that's really horrible. I mean, I get targeted all the time with this. Anytime a woman yes. does anything. God. Yeah, exactly. So uh, coming from you, uh, I'm especially, uh, you know, honored that you say that. And it's important for us. You know, we've shown this film in 26 countries now in the past few months. And we, we just premiered it uh, this week in the USA. And I think it's very important that people here in the U.S. see this film. Absolutely. God, this is such a problem. I had a fight with Quentin Tarantino, not a fight. We had a disagreement on the air, and it hit yeah. YouTube, and it hit all this stuff. And people came to uh, the, the hatred as being a woman disagreeing with this guy on something about violence in movies, on having to show it and all that to kids and all that. Um, the hatred to me as a woman was remarkable. So when I watched your film, I was just so glad you did this. Well, uh, yes, and, you know, I think people see it, you know, in the newspapers, for instance, and you're going to hear it, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, this woman was targeted, like AOC, for instance, or, you know, prominent right. women, women in politics, and so you're going to see it, but people still minimize what it is in real life. So our mm -hmm. challenge making this film was to follow four women who are targeted, there's Laura Boldrini, an uh, uh, Italian politician. Kaya Morris, uh, a, a black woman in Vermont. Um, uh, a French YouTuber and also uh, a teacher, um, uh, you know, uh, a, a teacher in Montreal. And we're following them in their everyday lives and seeing how it impacts not only their lives, uh, but also the lives of people uh, around them. And actually, you know, we're amazed at how people are shocked and how people are disturbed by this film. Uh, because you, you say, well, you know, we, we've been hearing about these things uh, in the newspapers, but still, we don't realize the impact it has on women's life and the, the, the impact it has on women's uh, freedom of expression. Because a lot of women now are silencing themselves because right. of, of the cyber right. violence. 
You mentioned uh, no. Léa Clément-Dion, and she had a case where she was sexually assaulted and she was underage. Yes. Uh, it was supposed to be from Michelle Venn, and then she had a retraction, and then she said, no, I was pressured into it. And a lot of people don't know we have Me Too here. Up there, you have hashtag moi aussi, right? Exactly. You know, we experience about the same phenomenon. And uh, Léa was uh, at the heart of it for this case. And um, it's still going on in, in the courts. You know, she won uh, the, the, the you know the first um, uh, how do you say that trial <laughs> Proce- trial. Thank you very much. So she won, but um, Michelle then uh, made an appeal. So we're going to see. Uh, hopefully, you know she she you know obviously she she's not lying. She was underage and. There, there is a lot of, um, you know, background to this story. Uh, but, um, you know, it's the cyber violence was not because of this case. You know, it was because she was a young woman expressing uh, political ideas, actually. Exactly. And it, exactly. Because yeah. she was a young woman. If she had been a young man, none of it would have happened. We had to call the FBI, who has their own, um, you know, uh, organization that just deals with Internet threats. But we had to call Mm. the FBI on this thing with Tarantino. I mean, this is, you know, they came to the house and we had to find out it was this guy in a coffee shop in Texas. But all you have to do is say, what if I was a man? Would this be such a deal? I mean, would this even be on the... You know, so there, <laughs> you're absolutely right, you know, and women of all ages are targeted. And uh, the, the thing is, there are two things happening right now online. First, uh, there's uh, an ideology, there's a sexist and misogynistic ideology that's been propagated uh, through YouTube, TikTok, you know, influencers, and it's making its way in, in people's minds. Uh, and the second thing is that, you know, a lot of women, more and more women are threatened and they lose their sense of safety uh, and uh, they decide not to go uh, to speak in the public sphere anymore because they don't want to live and it, it's, you know, understandable. They don't want to have to experience this, um, these threats. And sometimes, uh, as we've seen, we've seen in, in the past, these people who manifest themselves online also act in real life, and, and they will threaten women and kill them. Uh, that's what, you know, you probably know about the incels, uh, this group of men mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, they, 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 they pride themselves in killing women. And um, they, they have made a, a few terrorist attacks in the past 10 years. So it's it's really a, a, disturb, a disturbing phenomenon, and we have to tackle these issues. And we hope the film helps us to have the discussion and try to find solutions together. Can you tell us a little bit about what Canadian law dictates over cyber violence and the digital misogyny? What does Ottawa say about all this? Well, you know, the impact of the film was, was uh, enormous, and it, we... We met actually uh, the members of the government uh, after that, and um, they want now, you know, because the law is there in Canada to protect women, 
So, but the problem is, if a woman goes to see the police and tries to file a complaint and, and tells the police officer, uh, you know, sir or madam, I am being a victim of cyber violence, they don't take it seriously. They, they think it's not important. They think it's only virtual violence. So they will say, oh, we're the, well, you know, we cannot do anything. And so, but we have to um, try and um, educate these people about what is cyber violence and what can be done. I think the, the problem is the impunity of the aggressors. So, you know, since it's so easy to target women, and you never have you're gonna never have consequences. Uh, people do it, you know. Uh, unfortunately, this is human nature, and um, so we need to educate all the people in in the judiciary uh, system, uh, and um, also we need to make uh, accountable to make all these platforms who make money out of this violence to make them accountable for, for the, the hatred being propagated uh, on their platforms. How important is it then and rewarding that the United Nations Association Film Festival has taken this project? Oh, it's, it's, it's really great, you know, and it was the, the first screening, uh, in, in, you know, here. And, uh, you know, I wasn't there, but apparently it went very well. And, uh, Yesterday we were at uh, UCLA also to to show it uh, to scholars and it you know people um, are, are always moved and people usually when they see the film they want to show it to people and they so you know we're in uh, we, we receive calls from everywhere in the world to have mm -hmm. the film screened because of this phenomenon. Great, really important work and. I like high school kids to see it, you know, because these, these poor yes. girls, I mean, mm -hmm. what they're going through. Mm. You know, every you time... Know, I had a whole... I had a broadcast... Network, uh, I had a, a television station behind me when I went to the FBI, but a lot of people have nothing behind them, so you're right. Uh, they're not taken seriously if it's cyber-threatening. Threatening. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really glad you made this movie. So glad. Well, uh, thank you very much, and, and we hope, you know, people see it, uh, and, uh, and kids as well. Every time I, uh, we are at a screening, people, you know, people stand up, women stand up, and they tell their stories. It's always, mm -hmm. uh, it's everywhere in the, in, in the world where we're showing it, it's the same thing. And uh, for young women to put all the pieces together, because, you know, they're being targeted, they feel bad about it. Uh, they isolate themselves, they silence themselves, and then they see the film, and they put the pieces together. Right. And, um, exactly. And, 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 you know, it's all condensed, and you understand the m many facets of this issue, and it, it makes you think further, actually, because it, it's, it's happening today, but what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, women fought for a long time to have rights and uh, are they now that you know they're, they're not going to want to go into politics in the US it's really incredible like the women who want to go into politics um, they have to uh, it, it, m many of them are targeted I spoke to 
a police, uh, you know, there was a, poli- a police investigation in Washington, D.C., and they say that women are targeted a thousand percent more than they were 10 years ago. Wow. The, you That's know, the, crazy. the threat. Yeah, we're, we're running 1, out of time. Want to make sure yeah. everybody sees this from La Ruelle Films. Backlash, yes. Massaging the Digital Age, or as they say up there, Je vous salue sur le blanc, autant du numérique. And we've been speaking with Guilain <laughs> Maroist. Congratulations <laughs> on the film. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank to, you. To you. All right, and, uh, and Jan, we'll get into oh. a little Tarantino fight on the other side. How about that? All right, baby. <laughs> All right, come on back with Rick Tittle and Jan Wall. Either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. We all love children, and many of us have an old car, truck, or van in the driveway. Find the Children has a great way for you to put your unwanted vehicle to good use. Keep listening. Every year, thousands of kids go missing. Trust me, it's a parent's worst nightmare. When a child goes missing, every moment counts, and you need all of the help you can get. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to locating missing children and bringing them home safely. You can help support their mission by donating your car, truck, 
van or SUV. A towing company will come and pick up your car for free, running or not, and the donation of your car is tax deductible. Your help is providing the funds they need to continue their services. Call now, donate your old vehicle to find the children and get free pickup. Here's the number. 800-670-7830. That's 800-670-7830. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you very much. Don't interrupt me, please. Thank you. (laughs) What did I just say? Do you know who I am? must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Hey, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. A couple of minutes left with uh, Jan Wall. And Jan, I went to see that uh, Scorsese uh, movie. Oh, good. Good. I wanted to take my own life. It was the Why? most boring, boring... No. Boring, oh, and then another I hour. That movie. Oh, I you know. And I are totally different. I went on your wreck. I, I, I feel like I, I, I really wanted to jump off a bridge to get out of that movie. Wow! And I thought it was fabulous. <laughs> well, that's why we're two different people. Hey, tell yeah. me, we have a minute. What happened with you and Tarantino? Oh well, it was during Kill Bill Two, and I had an interview with him on television, and. I mentioned that, uh, you know, maybe for kids, it wasn't so great to see this kind of graphic violence. And he just went after me. He said, look at Jan, it's fun. They know it's fun. They know it's fake. And we had a bit of a to-do on that, you know, back and forth, as adults do. And I ended up getting a lot of hate mail, and the FBI told me, don't talk about it. So yeah. it's been a long time. That's when you were on Cron, and he was wearing, like, a Correct. hockey jersey, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Still all right. Well, we love you. That's all that matters, right? That's all that matters, baby. <laughs> all right. Have a great weekend, Jan Wall. You too, honey. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We have another two hours. We got lots of guests. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Pilot. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. The United Auto Workers strike is over after just a little over six weeks as the union reached a tentative agreement with GM. This follows prior agreements with Stellantis and Ford, marking a resolution with all of Detroit's major automakers. The newly proposed deals encompass enhanced wages and benefits, a reduction in time to reach top wages from eight years to three, 
and the provision for the right to strike in case of plant closures. Ratification by members at each of the three automakers is now needed. The new Speaker of the House says a standalone funding bill for Israel will go on the House floor this week. Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson's comments echoed by Texas Republican and House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall. is only a small fraction of what the, the Gaza Strip and Gazans uh, need today. On Fox News Sunday, Johnson said he called on President Biden to separate bills to provide aid for Israel and Ukraine when he met with him this week. The Biden administration is proposing a combined $100 billion aid package that includes both Israel and Ukraine. A top White House official says there's a real risk of the Israel-Hamas war becoming a wider conflict. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan reported the U.S. is working with other countries in the Middle East to stop that possibility. The White House says President Biden spoke to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu by phone yesterday to discuss efforts to locate and free the more than 220 hostages and getting humanitarian aid into Gaza. Speaking on CBS's Face the Nation, Red Cross International Committee Director General Robert Mardini said six trucks of aid arrived in Gaza on Friday and three more made it yesterday. This is USA News. Attention timeshare owners. Tired of the financial stress? Were you misled by the salesperson? Don't or can't use your timeshare anymore? If any of these apply to you, then you may qualify for timeshare cancellation and get the relief you need now. Timeshare Defense Attorneys is the number one affordable fixed fee legal solution in the country with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. That's certainly better than my grades. They even offer a 100% client satisfaction guarantee. Let one of their experienced lawyers evaluate your case and explain the process. If they take you as a client, they'll work on your case until it's resolved in your favor. Guaranteed. Expect great service and a close working relationship with your lawyer, keeping you informed every step of the way. Protecting your rights, interests, and even your credit. It's that simple. Even a kid like me could understand it. The consultation is free. Call today. 800-875-1853. 800-875-1853. That's 800-875-1853. Pharmacy employees at CVS and Walgreens stores are beginning a walkout. Some staff are starting the three-day strike to demand better working conditions and to hire more people. Organizers are calling it Farmageddon, and it's the third strike by pharmacists in just over a month. I'm Dave Collins. A judge has ordered federal agents to stop cutting razor wire at the U.S.-Mexico border. In a ruling last night, a U.S. district judge granted a temporary restraining order banning the federal government from handling the wire installed in Eagle Pass, Texas. The only exception is if someone's life is in danger. Mask mandates on commercial flights for COVID-19 are likely to become a thing of the past. The Senate has approved an amendment to a spending bill prohibiting the use of federal funds to enforce face-covering mandates on airlines, trains, and buses. We've learned a lot of lessons as a result of the politicalization of science and the mixed messages that people got during the pandemic. GOP Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who supported the amendment, hailed it as a victory for personal freedom. I'm John Schaefer. 
A man who was found dead inside a Colorado amusement park had multiple weapons and IEDs broken to the amusement park in Glenwood Springs after hours on Friday. His body was found the next morning in a restroom. Authorities believe the suspect took his own life instead of going through with his plans. This is USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Here, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money. So join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. I'm going to squeeze in some Rick's picks here at the end of each hour. This hour, I'm going to have comedian Jessica Seeley on the other side, then directing brothers Graham and Parker Phillips, and then director Amanda McBain with her documentary. Yeah, it was 20 years ago that Jan and Quentin Tarantino went at it. She was on Cron. It's on YouTube. It has over half a million views. And uh, Jan just starts uh, ripping him for it being too violent. And uh, she goes, you know, should kids watch that? And he goes, 12 and up. He goes, you think a 12-year-old? He's like, well, I mean, if your parents are cool. He goes, oh, they'd be cool parents? He's like, yeah. And she goes, well, how would you like it if kids attacked you in the street? And he said, well, you're, I'm talking about the movies. You're talking about real life. She goes, well, how do these kids know the difference? He's like, I, when I was 12, I saw movies. I didn't attack people in the streets. And he goes, but I, and she's like, well, why does it have to be so violent? He goes, because it's fun. She goes, oh, you think it's fun? He goes, I didn't make this movie for you, Jan. She goes, oh, thank goodness you didn't. Yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> let's just say uh, uh, Jan uh, had it out for him. She was just, <laughs> she was just not a, not a fan, <clears throat> but. Yeah, that was, it's hard to believe that. That was 20 years ago, and it is on YouTube. Just put in Jan Wall and Tarantino, and it'll it'll pop right up. 
All right, uh, third hour as well. Carmine Marino will talk about the uh, Breeders' Cup. And then in studio, we'll have Ian Lara. And um, I got to talk to Ian Lara about he's everyone says he's so handsome. And uh, so um, he was also circumcised at 14. <laughs> and uh, he's been open with that. I don't know if he wants to, I'll have to ask him if he wants to talk about him while he's in here. But uh, why is that funny? I don't know. It's like the Mel Brooks thing, the uh, the Moyle special today, half off. <laughs> oh, you'll tell them to pee off. No, to pee off. What's that in the road ahead? No, what's that in the road ahead? What's this thing called love? No, what's this thing called love? Come on back. to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizenkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. 
That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey. Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show stand-up comedian Jessica Seeley. She has a brand-new comedy album called Weird Vibes. Jessica, welcome back to the show. I think we established that you and former pitcher Aaron Seeley, there is some sort of relation there. Yes, distant cousins, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Did that ever get you any free tickets? No, but um, if I was someone was checking my ID back in the bar in the day, it would get me a free drink here and there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's but something. That was about. That was about it. Like Aaron Seeley, and I was like, "Yeah, that's my cousin who <laughs> I've never met." <laughs> but we're we're really tight. <laughs> but it was it was fun going to games as a kid and seeing them, and there was some family pride there. Oh, very cool. Um, I know that you are an L.A. kid, but you kind of cut your teeth up here in the Bay, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I moved uh, to the Bay after college, so I was there for a while. Where did you go to college, by the way? Um, I went to Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington. Uh, what, so, was, what was that choice all about? Well, I went, to, I went to high school in Washington. We moved up there when I was in high school, so it was kind of the closest sort of college uh, to me. It was pretty affordable. It's a beautiful place. I think it was kind of perfect. Nice. What did you study? I studied American cultural studies and political science, um, and then with this idea that I would go into, like, nonprofit work when I got out of college, and then, of course, I graduated in the recession, um, and there was just no jobs, so I just kind of became a comedian by accident because I couldn't get a job. <laughs> did you know, I'm still stuck. Did you know Carrie Brownstein <laughs> at the time? Uh not personally. <laughs> she because she, she went there. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So the new album, Weird Vibes. How'd you come up with that name? Um, actually, the label came up with that name because I have a joke in there where I mentioned that um, people feel like I have weird vibes. I don't always make a good first impression. Um. And uh, so I have that joke in there, and it kind of, in a way, sort of uh, is a is a thread throughout the album. Just kind of being an odd person <laughs> in the in the perceptions of those around me sometimes. So, is that the kind of thing where you did one night, two night, four sets? Do you like assemble it? And, you know, like, you know, because you do a special, you'll wear the same outfit just in case you got to edit it and the hair has to be the same. Or did you just go, hey, that whole set was good. That's the album. Um, For the most part, it's one set. But they did, like, 
it was the thing where I did my set, like the album recording, and then they came in and recorded the rest of the weekend because I was opening for Bobcat Goldwave. Mm-hmm. So um, I they I think there's a couple clips in there from those shows, but for the most part, I think it's all one night. And do you then have to, once you put the album out, do you burn all that material to the ground or are you going to keep rocking it? I'm going to burn some of it to the ground for sure. Like some of it is just, I have to move on, but there's some of it in there that's still sort of fresh for me that I feel like, uh, some of it will keep popping in. It's not like all of it's gone, but (laughs) some of it for sure. (laughs) So I am in the process of starting to trying to get some new, new material, kind of see what feels fresh for me. Yeah, there are a few comedians who have been going since the 80s, and and I love them, and the closer is still the closer since once Reagan was president, but I'll, <laughs> I'll just literally, I'll go see him. But then again, I remember when I was in New York, and uh, Judd Apatow had a, a special come out, this was like five years ago on Netflix, and so he came to Gotham, and he said, this is the last night I can do this, because Netflix says, I can't do any of this anymore, because it has to be exclusive to Netflix. So I just wonder sometimes if the label will sometimes try and tie your hands like that. I think sometimes they might, but this label is not doing that. <laughs> they're Blonde Medicine, they're like uh, local to the Bay, and they're just pretty cool. They're like really on the artist side. They're not... Um, they're not quite like Netflix, <laughs> and it's not that serious. <laughs> right. Um, do you still have the climate change pod? Um, you know what? No. I've been kind of like... <laughs> I've been kind of like in a transitional period with that where I'm like trying to figure out what it is I really want to do. Um, but that that was cool for a minute. I think I'm I'm leaning more towards like something where I'm like taking submissions from people and almost having it be just like a, um, I don't know what to call it, but just like have a lot of variety and a lot of different voices and stuff about things broader than climate change. What about, uh, you say you don't know what to do. What about, uh, acting? Uh, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like you being, like you acting in things. Oh, I, that's not what I meant by I don't know what to do. Oh. <laughs> I, meant with, I meant with the podcast, specifically. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, we'll just, let's just go I, with the question. What about acting in general? I like acting. I, you know, SAG is on strike right now, so mm-hmm. I'm someone that I, I don't go out for auditions unless somebody just asks me to. I don't seek it out, mostly, like, just out of laziness, and I don't have a lot of experience, but... Um, but that would have to be on the shelf now anyway until this uh, strike is over here. Has all your good fortune just fallen into your lap with no ambition? Um, <laughs> I don't know what good fortune uh, <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> but um, but I have really focused on stand-up for quite a while. So who did anybody ever take you under their wing? And then conversely, was anybody kind of, you should quit? Oh, um, no, <laughs> kind of neither. I mean, <laughs> comics that I've like worked with weekends on, they've, they've like, um, offered me their support, but I've never really like had like a, uh, a standing mentor or anything like that. And I've 
had anyone tell me I should quit. Um, so out of all the Aaron Seeley teams, Red Sox, Rangers, Mariners, Angels, Dodgers, Mets, would it probably be the Mariners that you like the most? I mean, I guess, like, my family is sort of an Angels family because they're, like, down here and we grew up down here. And that was, like, the team he was on that I was around growing up for a while. So, And there was a movie about the Angels on Disney when I was a kid, so... Are you talking about angels, angels in the outfield? <laughs> yeah. You know, my friend who played baseball for Cal, and he was a minor league with the Brewers, he's this tall, handsome guy who played baseball, and so he was one of the members of the team. And two of the other guys on the team with him was Adrian Brody and Matthew McConaughey, but they were no names at that time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in. I didn't know that. That's when Tony Danza was the bigger name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before, Gosh, you just never know you never know <laughs> you don't before we let you go um how do people get a hold of this is blondmedicine.com yeah you go to blondmedicine.com it's probably the best way to go but you can also just listen to it on whatever you normally listen to stuff on as always she's given us them weird vibes the album and it's jessica seeley jessica thanks for coming on again congrats on the new project Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back with Graham and Parker Phillips. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Attention homeowners, it's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. 
That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. To me, it's like a mountain, a vast bowl of pus. his servants. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you nationally syndicated and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. There is a brand new movie with the great actor Aaron Eckhart. It's called Rumble Through the Dark. It is opening today in select theaters and uh, it will be on demand and digital a week from today. Once again, from Lionsgate, and uh, the uh, directors are with us, the brother team of Graham and Parker Phillips. You guys, welcome to the show. Graham, let's start with you. When we think about the Cohen brothers and the Farrelly brothers, um, are you getting to that status now? <laughs> uh, well, thank you for mentioning us in the same uh, vein as them. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Cohen brothers are, are some of our favorites. Uh, yeah, you know... At the end of the day, we're just two brothers who are just trying to make our way in this world, and we're happy to to get to work with each other. And you know, we're we're just we're, it it is. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's really unusual when you start working with um with your family because you start to realize uh you know you really get to know each other a lot better. That's for sure. Because we didn't we didn't really have anything to argue about growing up, and I was like, yeah, we just really get along really well. And then of course we decide to go into one of the most like hot-headed industries around um so anyways it's always it's always fun parker what would what what what, what would have been your biggest disagreement where you guys were like both insisting to have it your way on this film uh a good question you know you know it's our day of the release do we really want to start a fight this early but uh (laughs) uh, i remember you know our our movies about you know a bare knuckle fighter um, who really has been out of the game for a long time and he's over the hill and he really is, he shouldn't be fighting anymore, but, um, he, he, 
he because he wants to salvage the family home of his dying foster mother, it forces him into the cage one last time. And so our, you know, our movie ends with a fight. Um, and it was just, we shot that last and it was a really huge deal for my brother and I. And we actually had a, we had a disagreement on the day of how we wanted uh, the fight to end. How, what, what was the last shot of the fight? And ultimately, you know, how the film would end. And, you know, both, to be honest, both were really great ideas. And at the end of the day, Graham and I, you know, it's very funny when Graham and I are very passionate about something we believe in, we actually end up taking the other person's side. So what usually happens is we argue our own side so hard that then we actually understand the other person's argument. But then the dangerous thing is then we'll switch and then we're arguing the opposite. So ultimately, I don't know whose idea That's some was. weird older brother reverse psychology <laughs> BS. <right laughs> the truth of the matter is that Parker ended up getting his way and the little brother didn't. And he's probably <laughs> was right did he did he pin you down and do typewriter chest <laughs> i used to be able to do that now unfortunately he's stronger than me yeah so. once, once i hit 12 years old I, I started going to the gym and i made sure that and that's never happening again well i'll just as an aside i had an older brother four years older that tortured me and then i got to the point where i played college football and got bigger than him and the torturing stopped for some weird reason yeah. yeah, yeah, that <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about Aaron Eckhart. I'll ask you, Graham, because this guy is so versatile. He can be like the fancy, handsome guy, but he also can roll up his sleeves and be a brawler like this. Yeah, it was really cool because, you know, the movies that we grew up with uh, with Aaron Eckhart, Aaron Brockovich, and Thank You for Smoking, and Harvey Dent, he's got this, uh, you know, he's maybe slick isn't the right word, but he's got this charisma, and, you know, he's... He he knows how to how to charm the room, and uh, and this character is just so different. You know, if that aspect of this if if this character's personality existed, it, it hasn't existed for a very long time. Um, he was bullied on the playground as a child. He was abandoned by both of his parents until he was finally wow. taken in by this foster mother when he was twelve. So he has a lot to fight for, and um, you know, to fight against. You know, even to feel like he deserves the space that he takes up, and. Um, and that homegrown combat uh, really, you know, that was one of the struggles of piecing together the action of this film is we wanted it to be compelling, um, but we also wanted it to look like, you know, it he, it was he was homegrown. He had taken, you know, he'd read up on Krav Maga before it was, you know, really popular. He, he, you know, he was, you know, integrating all of these different mixed martial arts, um, but also didn't have doesn't have perfect technique because he wasn't classically trained and. Eckhart was, he was so dedicated. He showed up like two months beforehand in Mississippi and mm. started working um, on on his training. And he just, he totally crushed it. I mean, he's so, he's he's really is a force of nature and his dedication was so commendable. Yeah, one of the things he would do is he would, you know, you'd be shooting, you know, a scene and all of a sudden you'd say cut and usually actors will go and they'll sit on the director's, you know, chairs and take a break or get a snack. And Aaron would immediately go to his truck and he'd start doing bicep, either doing bicep curls, doing push-ups, shadow boxing, or he'd go to the grip truck and he'd ask for big sandbags and he'd stick them on his shoulders so that he could just kind of stay in the posture of this hunched over, you know, aged bare knuckle fighter. And it really was, it, he was relentless. Um, he never let up. Bella Thorne is also in this. And uh, I think the most remarkable thing about Bella Thorne is that she's not English. I feel like every actress that plays an American is not one. So, I mean, we we saw her as a Disney kid as well. She also is someone who's really, really on the rise. 
Yeah. Now, well, Bella was Bella was unbelievable. I mean, we we really didn't know what to expect um, when we first had our our meeting with her, um, just because we didn't have any you know ex really experience uh, talking to her. And she completely wowed us in this interview. She'd read the book, she'd read the script multiple times. She had more to say about her character than uh, you know than really we had to say at that time. Which you know, as directors, we were sort of you know we were sort of put in our place we as young directors we make a point of making sure that we've sort of we're never putting ourselves in the position where someone or an actor asks us a question about their character and we have to say oh we don't know um but you know the truth is once you start filming the character becomes owned by the actor and we have to sort of release our control and manipulation and of what that is and it was it just happened a little bit earlier with Bella because she came in and she knew what it was. And it was actually a relief for us. We're like, oh, we don't have to work so hard to make this character interesting or deep or vulnerable and show the different ways that she guards herself. She just knew exactly what it was. Um, so that was that was pretty awesome. And, and on set, Bella is so cool. It's like she she'll she'll go and you pretty much know, you know, some actors, they're great on the first take or, you know, you'll have to do a, a bunch of takes and it just keeps getting better and better with Bella. And she'll pretty much tell you it's three takes. And by the third take, she's just going to nail it. And she kind of will look at you and she'll give you this nod right before you roll camera like this is the one. And every single time, no matter, you know, what the scene called for, she just absolutely nails. And um you know, it's it's uh, it's amazing for us because we get it and, you know, we move on. And she's she's such a professional. And, you know, you can tell she's been doing this her entire life. And, you know, and also more importantly, she really, you know, understood like Aaron did with Jack. She understood Annette on a very personal level and brought things to the character that Graham and I never really thought possible. Um, so we were really lucky to have her. Very interesting. Last question for you. And, you know, if I if I just looked at you two guys, you look like actors. I mean, you're both good-looking young guys so do you do a little hitchcock or m night and put yourselves in this movie just for a little cameo you know we've talked about this and i was uh i was the lead in our last film that we did and i kind of wanted to you know we talked about it i kind of wanted to be in every film that we've we've done like even if it's just someone in the crowd but this film was so there were so many trials and tribulations to get this thing made between, you know, Delta variant sweeping through multiple hurricanes. I mean, all kinds of stuff that went wrong. Um, and by the time we finished it, honestly, we, we just kind of forgot, like we just didn't, it was the last thing on our mind. We we're just trying to get this thing done, but hopefully on the next one, I can weasel my way back in. <laughs> all right. Good stuff from the Parker brothers, Graham. Uh, I should say the Phillips brothers, Graham and Parker, they have uh, directed the new film Rumble Through the Dark. It's from Lionsgate today in theaters, video on demand uh, on the 10th with the great Aaron Eckhart and uh, Bella Thorne. Gentlemen, congratulations on the uh, film. We'll catch up on your next one. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Sure, no doubt. And my little uh, quip about Bella Thorne not being English, uh, it's just I I'm in awe of the English acting talent. I just am like even even some of these things like the crown or something, even the bit parts. I'm like, wow, that lady, the guy nailed that, <laughs> nailed that part. But the ability to play Americans, <clears throat> I think the first one was Damian Lewis when he played Captain Winters in uh, Band of Brothers. And I was like, of course, he's obviously English now at the time. I didn't know he was English. I'm like, he's English. 
And I remember my little brother said, he speaks, in, he speaks American better than I do. <laughs> but they, it's like, you know, Colin Farrell would come on a show and be like, oh, you know, in Ireland, every, every day a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Or Christian Bale. Oh, it's good. I'll say, oh. No, that's not how he sounds. But anyway, um, good to have those two guys on. And we'll have another director on, but it's for a documentary. Too much sports talk on Sports Byline. Come on back. With your choice of select sandwich, nugs, fries, and a drink, Wendy's $5 Biggie Bag is your go-to. Your nugget wingman. Your hot and crispy fry co-pilot. Just like us. We're like the bag boys. What? Bag boys, bag boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we bring your food? <sighs> For a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes choice of TVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-211-6008. 800-211-6008. 
That's 800-211-6008. It doesn't really matter. I I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. I do. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. There's a brand new documentary called The Mission, which will air at the Premier Theater tonight, screening in Dog Stories. That will be at 8.30 p.m. And we're quite happy now to be joined by co-director Amanda McBain. Amanda, this is a, an important film. Thank you for coming on the show. My first question is, when I hear The Mission, I think of that great Robert De Niro, uh, uh, Jeremy Irons movie. When you think of a name, do you try to avoid movies of the other name, or you don't care? You're like, I'm calling it what I want to call it. <laughs> a great question. We've never gotten that question before. I think um, we did think about that film, and I don't think it's a bad um, one to have in mind when you go into watching this film, although not as many people remember that film as you'd think. Um, but the mission was apt, for I think, for our film for a couple of reasons. One of them um, is the obvious reason John Chow was a missionary, but um, also because in the film we do a broader investigation of also uh, the the narrative of adventure and the bigger mission that... Um, he was part of. Um, so I think there's a dual meaning to the title. Let's talk about what this film is about, because as I said, it's important, but it's also a, uh, it's a tragic tale as well. It is. It's, it's, um, so for those who don't know, John Chow um, was a missionary who was killed going to North Sentinel Island, um, home of one of the last uncontacted tribes in the world, which is itself an extraordinary story. Um, he was killed in 2018, bringing uh, the teaching of Jesus to them. And I think that for us, when we read about um, that story in the news, as did a lot of people, usually when there's a Google News story, we kind of run the other direction as storytellers. But there was something that struck us about this story. We are um, not people who grew up in the church. And so for us, it was a fascinating story that had had grabbed the attention of both secular communities and people of faith, and there was conversations happening between um, those two groups, and there's so few stories that seem to do that. And I think for us, this is a long-term project. We've made a couple films about radical faith. Again, as non-believers, it was um, certainly one that we knew the news stories were just getting the surface of, and we really felt like there was more to investigate. Well, this is just, it's something that, it's hard to believe that there's an autonomous people living on North Sentinel Island off the coast of India, and 
John was killed with with arrows, shot from bows and arrows. What what can we, what do we know about this group of people that still live in, I don't want to say the Stone Age, but let's just say in isolation. They are a hunter gatherer tribe, and we know very very little. So um, part of what was part of what our project was, and frankly our challenge really is, how do you represent in this story of John Chow and this tribe meeting, how do you represent um, that group with, with so little information available? They are, in fact, not uncontacted, and that's part of what our film gets into. There is a traumatic history um, of contact for them um, under sort of in, during the um, imperialist sort of English um, conquering of, of that part of India. But that, to me, was why National Geographic coming on board was so fascinating. National Geographic did a piece about this tribe with a with an Indian anthropologist, T.N. Pandit, who is in our film. Um, they did fund an ex- expedition to that island and um, did a story about it. And that's that's one of the few scraps of information that we have that's known about this um, tribe. It's also interesting, too, when you think about the history of, of this island. With uh, There was one uh, uh, British surveyor that went by in the, in the 1700s, and then another one uh, wrecked an Indian merchant ship, and uh, over 100 people ended up on the island. For you, when you did the research on this, was there a little bit of trepidation about also approaching the island? We always knew we were not going to go to the island, and in fact, I think that's part of why we were also interested in making this film. There's a, there's, in hearing the story of John going to the island and having, there, 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 there are people who have judgment about his actions, and I'm one of those people, and I think that in initially hearing this story, I didn't see myself in the story, and I think the bro- by pulling the thread on this and having spent two years working with this, I recognize there's certain um, there's certain draw to going to that island, to the unknown place, that even people who are not missionaries who don't go for that motivation uh, can relate to. So gene- geneticists would love to go to that island. There would unlock all kinds of answers, um, and anthropologists have wanted to go to that island. I think for us, we recognized um, very quickly that this was going to be important to leave them in their isolation, to not approach them. And as one of the characters in our film does say at some point, um, they will come to us if they want to tell us their story. A couple more questions for Amanda McBain, director of the new film, The Documentary. What were the you know, you talked about maybe some of the motives with, with uh, John you didn't agree with, but I, I just think about the story of Magellan, and he probably would have lived, but he wanted to, it was important to him to try to convert the the Mactan in the Philippines, and, and Lapu Lapu is regarded as a hero in the Philippines for killing uh, Magellan, trying to keep the, the Westerners out. Uh, if he hadn't tried to be so insistent on this conversion, um, what what was the message? Was was John killed because of what he was trying to do, or just because he was a stranger? I don't think we'll ever know. Um, my guess is that anybody coming to that island is going to be viewed um, as a threat 
and for good reason, because that was the history there. Um, but I also see, see the paradox of John is that he was not a guy who, in, in everything we know about him um, from talking with family and friends is, and teachers, is that he loved life. He did not want to die. He um, was very prepared, both spiritually and physically, for over 10 years in, in um, writing a, a master plan to get to this island. He studied linguistics. He read 100 books both theological and cultural anthropology books to try and make sure that what he was bringing was not a message of colonialism, but pure of heart. And I don't, I, I think even with all of that, there's a naivete to approaching an island that has the history that it does, that has insisted and been very clear about not wanting um, contact to, it's a question of consent. And I think he didn't have it. And, um, I think he didn't speak the language, and therefore no one speaks their language, and therefore you can't convey to people what what message you're bringing, whether it's a good one or a bad one. It is fascinating that no one, you're right, knows the language. And and I know India tried to do a census. They said it could be 15, it could be 500 people. They didn't even know. And so uh, it's amazing to me, just on a, a human basis, that this people could stay autonomous um, for all this time. But what was it about John's motivation that he thought, I'm going to be the guy that is going to, you know, crack this nut? That's the question um, that that we had, too, going into this. And I think in exploring that question with a number of people in the film, including his father wrote a letter more to himself, but he shared it with us, um, his concern, he was a psychologist, psychiatrist actually, and, and his concern, and he voices, he calls it the Messiah complex, and I think it's something that um, we investigate in our film and something that some of the missionary organizations that ended up backing him financially and a support in, in giving their full support network, he was not a lone wolf, he had backing. He was the one person that was out really on the front line, but there's a very vast network behind him. They also asked, had to ask that question, and those organizations, their answer was that he did not have a Messiah complex, and his father's answer was that he might have. I know that Britain has sort of said, that's our island. I don't know if India says, no, that's our island, like a kind of a Falkland situation, but neither one really wants it. So how do we hold, what laws are they under? Is this, is this sacred ground where, I mean, can you, can you hold any of these people accountable? The, it's illegal to go there. It's protected by the Indian government. There's mm. an exclusion zone around it to protect its, um, protect its isolation. And I think that that's been in effect for a, lo- for a while. Um, that's not to say people don't break the law, as John Chow did. And I think there's also folks who fish around there. And, you know, um, borders are hard to maintain. So um, to me, I, I, I feel pretty strongly, as do um, many people, including Tian Pandit, the anthropologist, um, who in reflecting on the actions of his younger self now as a much older man a couple chapters on in his life, it's very clear when he says we need to pr- keep that um, island protected from anybody. 
Last question for you. When you think about this film, what is your favorite or maybe the most poignant part of it, do you think? Well, I like that it's complicated. I, li- I, I hope, I mean, people bring a lot into watching this film, a lot of background, whether it's how you feel about religion or there's a lot of things you can bring into watching this film. And I hope that we've created a text where if you come in thinking John was a martyr, um, if you are also evangelical, I hope we challenge you. And I think if you come in thinking um, that John Chow was um, impulsive and wrong and um, hadn't thought through what he was doing, I think we'll challenge you also to recognize that you yourself have experienced some of, you will find yourself in this story. That's what what happened to me that surprised me because the film is really a story about stories and and all the stories you take in as a kid and uh, at school, how those inform your understanding of um, indigenous tribes of other people and your action and behavior towards them, um, including taking in National Geographic, for example. So um, you will find a little bit of yourself in our, in our film, is my hope. Everybody should uh, check it out. Uh, co-director Amanda McBain, our guest, and also Jesse Moss. It's called The Mission, premiering at the Premier Theater tonight, 8.30. Congratulations on this film. This is fascinating stuff. Thank you so much. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break and come on back on Sports Byline. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295-800-965-1295-800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. 
It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. We all love children, and many of us have an old car, truck, or van in the driveway. Find the Children has a great way for you to put your unwanted vehicle to good use. Keep listening. Every year, thousands of kids go missing. Trust me, it's a parent's worst nightmare. When a child goes missing, every moment counts, and you need all of the help you can get. Find the Children is a nonprofit organization dedicated to locating missing children and bringing them home safely. You can help support their mission by donating your car, truck, van or SUV. A towing company will come and pick up your car for free, running or not, and the donation of your car is tax deductible. Your help is providing the funds they need to continue their services. Call now, donate your old vehicle to find the children and get free pickup. Here's the number. 800-670-7830. 800-670-7830. That's 800-670-7830. Der Anlass war vollkommen nichtig und ich selbst griff erst gar nicht ein, weil Kinski im Vergleich zu anderen Ausbrüchen eher milde wirkte. Drink in that haterade and bow down to Ricky T, y'all. Thanks for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast. And we got to do a little Rick's picks. I got to get them in. I, I think I'll wait till the end of the show in case somebody doesn't show up. <laughs> I'll burn them all right now. But we do have uh, Carmine Marino coming in and then Ian Lara in studio. It's fascinating about those Sentinel E's. That's right. Sentinel Island, Sentinel ease. They um, <clears throat> live off of uh, fish and bird eggs. And as I said, India says there's either 15 or 150 of them. Two fishermen landed there. They killed both of them and buried them. And when this poor guy, John Chow, he just didn't understand what was going on. He went there on the beach. He started singing hymns. And they went out and they had the knife and they made the cutting sign and so he left then he came back he started singing hymns on the beach and they shot bow they shot bows and arrows they shot arrows at him and then he left and he came back a third time and that was it and they think they buried him and so the indian uh, authorities had a search for him and then they gave up they said it was too dangerous it's it's amazing how scared they are but they're not going to napalm the whole island which if they could if they felt like it or they could bring in the the army or the Marines, whatever, but uh, it's fascinating that there are still human beings living like they're in the Stone Age like that, and nobody wants any part of them. Why would you? You'd have to be crazy. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We got another hour. Come on back on Sports Byline.
USA News. I'm Corey Myers. The United Auto Workers strike is over after just a little over six weeks as the union reached a tentative agreement with GM. This follows prior agreements with Stellantis and Ford, marking a resolution with all of Detroit's major automakers. The newly proposed deals encompass enhanced wages and benefits, a reduction in time to reach top wages from eight years to three, and the provision for the right to strike in case of plant closures. Ratification by members at each of the three automakers is now needed. The new Speaker of the House says a standalone funding bill for Israel will go on the House floor this week. Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson's comments echoed by Texas Republican and House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall. is only a small fraction of what the, the Gaza Strip and Gazans uh, need today. On Fox News Sunday, Johnson said he called on President Biden to separate bills to provide aid for Israel and Ukraine when he met with him this week. The Biden administration is proposing a combined $100 billion aid package that includes both Israel and Ukraine. A top White House official says there's a real risk of the Israel-Hamas war becoming a wider conflict. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan reported the U.S. is working with other countries in the Middle East to stop that. Possibility. The White House says President Biden spoke to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu by phone yesterday to discuss efforts to locate and free the more than 220 hostages and getting humanitarian aid into Gaza. Speaking on CBS's Face the Nation, Red Cross International Committee Director General Robert Mardini said six trucks of aid arrived in Gaza on Friday and three more made it yesterday. This is USA News. Attention timeshare owners. Tired of the financial stress? Were you misled by the salesperson? Don't or can't use your timeshare anymore? If any of these apply to you, then you may qualify for timeshare cancellation and get the relief you need now. Timeshare Defense Attorneys is the number one affordable fixed fee legal solution in the country with an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. That's certainly better than my grades. They even offer a 100% client satisfaction guarantee. Let one of their experienced lawyers evaluate your case and explain the process. If they take you as a client, they'll work on your case until it's resolved in your favor. Guaranteed. Expect great service and a close working relationship with your lawyer, keeping you informed every step of the way. Protecting your rights, interests, and even your credit. It's that simple. Even a kid like me could understand it. The consultation is free. Call today. 800-875-1853. 800-875-1853. That's 800-875-1853. Pharmacy employees at CVS and Walgreens stores are beginning a walkout. Some staff are starting the three-day strike to demand better working conditions and to hire more people. Organizers are calling it Farmageddon, and it's the third strike by pharmacists in just over a month. I'm Dave Collins. A judge has ordered federal agents to stop cutting razor wire at the U.S.-Mexico border. In a ruling last night, a U.S. district judge granted a temporary restraining order banning the federal government from handling the wire installed in Eagle Pass, Texas. The only exception is if someone's life is in danger. Mask mandates on commercial flights for COVID-19 are likely to become a thing of the past. 
The Senate has approved an amendment to a spending bill prohibiting the use of federal funds to enforce face-covering mandates on airlines, trains, and buses. We've learned a lot of lessons as a result of the politicalization of science and the mixed messages that people got during the pandemic. GOP Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who supported the amendment, hailed it as a victory for personal freedom. I'm John Schaefer. A man who was found dead inside a Colorado amusement park had multiple weapons and IEDs broken to the amusement park in Glenwood Springs after hours on Friday. His body was found the next morning in a restroom. Authorities believe the suspect took his own life instead of going through with his plans. This is USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Here, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Coming up, Carmine Marino, horse racing, Ian Lara, punchline comedian in studio. <clears throat> Apparently the Raiders are really happy that Josh Daniel, um, Josh McDaniels got fired. There's a video going around of Devontae Adams playing uh, this little basketball hoop in the Raider locker room. And oh my gosh, the Raider locker room looks like a Costco it's just, I guess I shouldn't have been, I've never been to that stadium. I have no plans to go, but it's an enormous locker room. Uh, but anyway, Devontae Adams saying in a mock voice, this is why they're losing because they're worried about the wrong S. Effing run the right route. Catch the ball. Catch that S. Meanwhile, Hunter Renfro said, there is a different energy. I think Antonio Pierce alluded to it. It is fun when you have nothing to lose. Let's go out there and have a great time and play hard and play fast. 
We're not walking on eggshells anymore. Of course, this kind of reminds me when Urban Meyer got the axe, all the Jags celebrated there as well. I think my favorite was when Bobby Petrino took the Arkansas job and he left the Falcons and he put a note on each of their chairs in the locker room saying, hey, all the best. And I remember they went to a uh, one of the players and the guy said, this is what a coward does. He leaves notes instead of telling us. And he goes, here's the difference. He goes, college is for boys. The NFL is for men. And obviously Bobby Petrino is not a man. Like, ooh, that was a good one. But yes, uh, Mark Davis uh, now has hired the guy that took ASU into NCAA problems. The guy that hid Plaxico Burris' handgun when he shot himself in the leg. And the guy who said, we can beat the Oakland Raiders with 10 men when he was with the Giants. He's now the head coach. Woo! I know. Stranger things have happened. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Exergen thermometers are proven to be more accurate than non-contact thermometers. With children back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Clinical studies have proven that non-contact thermometers are inaccurate and can miss fevers. Accuracy matters. That's why the Exergen thermometer is trusted and used by medical professionals. Exergen thermometers are available at many fine retailers. Choose a trusted and accurate thermometer for personal use. Learn more about why accuracy matters. Available at Walmart and participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. Be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died or did it. Some published authors are making significant money. So join the ranks of the successful people that finished their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has someone in your family lost a job recently? and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. 
This is J.D. Sharp. I've been developing a revolutionary sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com and I'll reply personally with my plays. My NFL record this season was an industry best 72-33, and 33, and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right. Well, we're going to try to get us some Carmine Marino, and uh, when we do, we'll throw him on the air, and we'll take a look at everything that is uh, to do with uh, the uh, the horse racing, <laughs> the horse racing. And yes, I'm talking about the Breeders' Cup. This is when they start breeding. Carmine, are you there, buddy? Oh, I'm here. Let All me right. tell you. Keenly was so much more fun. All right. Well, we'll get this set. Carmine, of course, joins us on behalf of Pro Wagering and ProWagering.com. We covered the Friday races, today's races, yesterday. Let's take a look tomorrow. We'll start off with the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Cody's Wish, National Treasure, Zozos are all fancied in this one. I'm going to tell you, I love Cody's Wish to roll with Zozos. That's my exact box. Cody's Wish is going to win that race. Um, there's a couple of sure things in this tournament. This is, that's one of the horses that I'm definitely all over. I love the I, – I bet Exactas. I think that's my favorite bet. That's good stuff. Um, let's get to the Philly and Mare Turf. Inspiral or Inspiral is a 12-5 to 5 from what I see. Then there's Warm Heart and then In Italian. The rest all look like long shots. Um, the horse, the, the long shot in that race I like is the seven, Lindy. Mm-hmm. He's had two starts over the track uh, in the United States. He ran first and second. And the, the horse that he ran, when he ran second that race, I thought, I'll tell you, he got a bad, he got jammed in. He's a solid shot. Inspiral and Warm Heart are, my t- are both coming over from here. They're, they're in great condition. But I, I'm going to probably look at, use the two, the six with the seven. Um, in Italian, is over her head especially at a mile and a quarter. Now, if she gets out by herself on the front end, she could be dangerous. I, I just don't see that as the case. In the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint, Good Night Olive is the favorite, but there's also Society, and then the other ones are kind of also Rans. What do you think? Good Night Olive will go out. That's, that's Chad Brown's baby. She's going to win this race again. Um, she's the best. This is, a, this is not a very strong field. Society will try to take her to their take, steal it. Monterey is an experienced horse. Good night, Olive. will win that race. Let's go to the Cup Mile. Modge, also Songline with Master of the Seas. Those are the top three in that one. All right, Songline's a stone closer. Modge is a stone speedball. She, she's got one race over uh, in, the, in the States. Her last race, she ran really well. This, is, this, this might be the perfect situation for her. I'm betting Modge. Um, I'll use Songline. 
I will use Songline and the Exacta. They're going to Masters of the Seas is going to be coming from it's like a freight train. They're going to look at him to close. Uh, Casa Creed is another horse that's really solid. Um, the, 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 the horse that is a California bred who's done really well is Exalted. But I'm going to tell you, I think Maj will win this race at four to one or better. And I think it's just he'll wire the field and, and Murphy will get his second Breeders' Cup win in a day. We look at the Breeders' Cup Distaff, Idiomatic, which is a bad name for a horse, is probably the favorite. And then a couple of familiar names there Adair Manor and Clarier. Idiomatic is the horse to beat um, in that race. I will tell you this, though. I like the three pretty mischievous. I think she's, she's the three year old champion. She could be very, very dangerous in this race. This is a very good spot for her. And I believe search results could be another horse. No, excuse me, randomized. That's Brown's other horse with Jose Ortiz. She's, she looks like she can go to the front and, and, and way, way off the, uh, the hindquarters of idiomatic and be dangerous. So in this race here, I'm going to use the four, but I do like randomizing the three. I like Pretty Mischievous. I think Pretty Mischievous has got an ability to close. Gaffione's been riding her like a champ. She's definitely the three-year-old of the year for Phillies. She may actually get horse the three-year-old of the year if she pulls off this upset. Yeah, that's coming in at 10-1 to 1 right now. Uh, let's look at the cup turf. You have Auguste Rodin, or as I call that horse, the thinker. Then Mostadoff up to the mark. I was talking to somebody the other day, and he said Mostadoff was his favorite horse of the whole weekend. What do you think? Gorilla. I mean, this, this, is, this is a killer. So in that race there, you got the five... Um, uh, Augusta Rodin, a monster. The horse, the best shot the United States is going to have is up to, up to the mark with um, Irad Ortiz. Irad's a gorilla on the um, turf. This is a horse that has a legitimate chance that if he's as good as he's been running, he could ha- he could pull off a stunner. A stunner. But right now, I, I probably would look at the five and the nine. And the other foreigner I like is Onesto, the two horse. The Breeders' Cup Classic, and there are some more familiar names here. Arabian Night, White Abario, you have Ushba Tessero, Saudi Crown, Bright Future, and there's Derma Sotagake again. You remember that horse, huh? Yeah. Derma, I like. I think the Japanese are going to fill out this exacta. I like Derma Sotagake with, with uh, Ushba Tesoro. This is, the best, this is my best bet of the entire Breeders' Cup. This horse is unbelievable. Arabian Night won't be in the money. Uh, White Abario can't handle the mile and a quarter. This is going to be won by the Japanese this race. Have you ever had a horse look you in the eye and give you a wink like, bet on me? I only wish it happened. <laughs> let's, Just once. Let's go to the turf sprint. Live in the Dreams, Bradsell, Caravel, and then Mo Torius. Anyone else there? Yes. The 11 horse, Jasper Crone. Mm-hmm. This is a speed bomb. This is another horse that could steal the race. This is a Japanese horse as well. I like this horse a lot. I think this horse can go to the front and make a lot of noise. I think this is the horse to look out for. Um, living, living the dream is a solid horse. Caravelle, the defending champion, I think she's winding up her career, so I don't like her at all. But I'm definitely going to be betting Jasper Crone. In the Breeders' Cup sprint, you have Elite Power, Speedboat Beach, Gunite, and there again... Dr. Shivel. Elite Power will win this race. Take take cash your ticket. You know what? Just don't Rick, don't waste any time. Just go up to the window and say, listen, Carmine says and just just tell him to pay it right now up front. <laughs> that, horse, that horse is gonna go out of champion. 
I like the fact that one of the long shots in the sprint is called three technique. There must be a defensive tackle that owns that horse. Probably. You never know. Some of the names they come up with, you got to scratch your head and go, where'd you get that? The three technique's a unique name. But I'm telling you right now, that 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 is definitely – and Gun Idol runs second. That's that's your exact – I'll probably have that for $200. I'm looking at the longest long shots uh, of tomorrow – and two of them in the Philly and Mare Sprint, three witches is a fifty to one, and then in the Cup Mile, lucky score is also a fifty to one. Are those completely not worth throwing down five dollars on? I, I probably wouldn't, but what I can tell you is this: if you're following yesterday's races in New York, there was a ninety-nine to one shot that did win and pay two hundred and two dollars. So you know what you know what they say about a blind squirrel; they find a nut every now and then. Well, I told you my theory: one race. Every day, the long shot wins. Right. And if you have your money on that race, you don't care about the other nine. Right. So just bet $10 on the long shot to win every race. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. You know, in the eight, there's a 30-to-one shot. Broom, this is a horse that could make some noise in the eighth race if he can revert back. To, he's a seven-year-old. If he can revert back to his past. That was, he ran a good Breeders' Cup a couple years ago. That might be somebody to be interested in um, as far as the price is concerned. Um, but I got to tell you, Cody, Cody's, I mean, Cody's wish looks like a lock. Good night, Olive, and Elite Power. Those three horses, for sure, I believe, are they're, they're surefire favorites. And I wouldn't be surprised in today's races if the Philly um, come tomorrow gets beat. But, but these three horses are, to me, are coming into this race, and, and the competition is really light, especially with some of the scratches. Those, those will set the pace. Just real quick, one more thing. I know a lot of people are high on White Abario. You don't think it has the staying power? White Abario going a mile and a quarter. Man, one, this horse has won one phenomenal race, which was a mile and an eighth. The only thing about that horse you got to love is Irad's on the horse. Mm. I'm telling you, this eight horse Ushba Tesoro, I'm this is this is I'm, I'm going to probably put five hundred and five hundred on the horse. Wow, good stuff. From- I'm in the, I'm, you got to remember, I'm in the tournament, so I have I have the bankroll. Right. Well, this is your this is like Christmas and New Year's and Fourth of July this weekend for you, right? Oh, are you kidding me? It's the triple crown of holidays. Great stuff from Carmine Marino, ProAdrian, ProAdrian.com. Thanks for all your uh, good advice We for free. We appreciate it. Well, hopefully, if you can cash in, you'll appreciate it. If you lose, you're going to be calling me names, so we don't want that. <laughs> all right. Thank you for that. You get what you pay for. Carmine Marino, exactly. everybody. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We'll come back with Ian Lara in studio. Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets 
tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-433-0539-800-433-0539-800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. Attention homeowners, it's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Tittle always goes commando. Hey, thanks for that, and welcome back to the show, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And as you can see from our Twitch.tv cameras as well, Ian Lara, the stand-up comedian, is in town. He's at the Punchline. He has two shows tonight. He has two shows tomorrow. And Ian, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, so thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. And as someone who loves um, Tuesdays with Stories with Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah, those are my guys. They always talk about that you are one of the very most handsome uh you know, they, they, they talk about steve rogers having being endowed with something yeah but then they're always like you know well who's handsome they're like well you know chris d and ian lara it's always do you, are you comfortable with those compliments oh yeah i love it i mean i text i text joe every time <laughs> right before the show hey remember to plug me <laughs> Um, and I bring this up, and I asked you if it was okay, because they did, recently did a live Tuesdays with Stories. I think it was at the Gramercy. Yeah. 
And um, you brought up that you were circumcised at 14. Yeah, yeah. It, that, <laughs> that was funny because <laughs> I wasn't, they was doing a live at the Gramercy and I was with Joe in Vegas at Skankfest hanging out for like the whole week. And then we landed that Sunday and then Monday they was at the Gramercy and he just texted me like, hey, come by the Gramercy if you're around. We're doing a live Tuesdays or whatever. And I was getting ready to do the Tonight Show. So I had like... I had to run my set. I had to practice my spot. But I was like, let me go. I love Tuesdays with Stories. I love those guys. I was like, let me go. I never, I actually never been to a live app because you just get stuck working the whole time. And mm -hmm. you go out there, it's absolutely no preparation. You don't speak about nothing. Sure. Backstage, we're literally, we didn't talk about the show once. Mm -hmm. And then you go on stage and they're like, all right, yeah, so what's up with you? And you kind of <laughs> just go. And somehow we got to the story about, yeah, when I got circumcised at, at in high school. I was 15, going to be 16. 15. Yeah, I might say 14, but I was 15, going to be 16, which I didn't know that was that of a, much of a crazy. That actually, that story is in my act now because <laughs> of the backlash that I've gotten. I didn't know it was that crazy. Well, I remember you said that you were at a gym or something and everyone, you looked around and you go, why does my ding dong look different? Yeah, um, this was, yeah, I was on the basketball team and in the basketball team, you, was ha you had in the shower and I, like, I grew up, I'm, I'm Dominican American and my family, they're Catholic, so they don't really, like, believe like I, I didn't know about it like i didn't know why some some look different than others <laughs> but then i got to high school and but like my they told me about it and i was like i, I want to do this i want to could i do this still and they and people were like yeah if you want to do it you could do it so i had to go to my parents and tell them that i wanted to get circumcised and they was like what what's wrong and i was like no nothing's wrong i just <laughs> i just need a new look you know but you were down for the count, weren't you? Out for like a week or something? Yeah, you. Yeah, it's about it's about ten days to two weeks. Um, but it's honestly not that bad. Like <laughs> people think it's it's like you go to sleep. It's a surgery. You put you to sleep. It's uh, not like you wake up in chronic pain or anything. You get it's an just, ice bag on your crotch. Yeah, I mean, you, look, you're gonna have stitches and stuff. And then it's not gonna look pretty if that. <laughs> It's not gonna look pretty right away, but uh, uh, but after a couple days, that you know you're fine. You just got it. You're just a little sensitive. Do any of them really look pretty if you think about it in the long run? Well, comparatively <laughs> to to where I was, I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. And um, well, the thing was like when I, I was born in the '60s, and it everybody got circumcised. Really? Just, yeah, because it was a, a medical thing. You didn't want all the you know all the stuff that goes on. Yeah, I mean, I did it completely superficially i i just yeah, cosmetically I, yeah i just i did it was a cosmetic surgery for me it was not uh <laughs> i was not thinking about health or wellness i i wanted to look better uh, and you it's funny you just bring that up one day and then it just catches fire because everybody's like what well yeah i mean i had told that story before and people people knew it and in conversation it was always like what and then when i did it at the tuesdays with stories in front of a live crowd everyone like it blew their mind where i was like all right i gotta i gotta tell this story in my act and we i remember we walked off stage like they ended the show after the story they were like all right this is it so i remember after we walked they were like you gotta do this in your act you got uh -huh. to so I'm, I'm trying to you know i just started so it's like it's i'm working it out i'm trying to get it to where it is because mm -hmm. telling a story on like a podcast and telling it on stage is very different you gotta on 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 a podcast is like when there's no expectation mm. for the laughter you're just so no, free just you like can just this, yeah. yeah you could just tell it but on stage you got to kind of find the beats because people are always like where where's the laugh Where, where's <laughs> it you know when did you find because i always think like when i was 15 my friends and i were all hilarious but you know 
you're just kids. When did you think, oh, no, I actually am funny and I can make money doing this? Yeah, I mean, it's like in high school, yeah, all of my friends, we were all funny. We were all like, like the whole gang was just hilarious and we would make everybody laugh in class. But I think I always felt that I took it a little more seriously than them. Like, I feel like my friends, they were just funny just to be funny, but they were just goofing, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. just clowning around. And I think that I was always, like, more, like, I, let me figure it. I think I could. Like a joke writer. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was a good, like, they'll make a joke. And I'm like, oh, that's a good joke, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're young, you don't know what makes a good joke. You're just like, that's, like, clever and funny. Mm-hmm. So you just go with that. And it wasn't until college. Like, I got to college, I kind of was, like, I was in college figuring it out pre-law, you know, just like a pre-law. Yeah, wow. just like where'd a, you go to college? And SUNYO Westbury is a oh, state okay. school in sure. New York in Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Josh, I was just you know one of the just a student lost trying to figure out his path, and I, you know, what am I gonna do with life? And mm-hmm. still being funny in college, and then I kind of I've always been a fan of stand up, and I kind of was like. I think I could do this. And then I got, like, the people around me were very encouraging. Like, people who, in reality, they knew nothing about stand-up, but they were just like, we think you could do this. Yeah. We think you could figure this out. Well, it's funny. I remember when I first heard your name, Ian Lara, I was thinking that you were a British guy or something. Do you get that a lot just because you're Ian? Yeah, well, I get a lot of uh, the Brian Lara, the cricket player. Yeah. Like, people always think. He's from the West Indies. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Trini, I believe. Yeah. He's from Trinidad, mm-hmm. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And I always get, that, like, am I related to him? Mm-hmm. And I always say yes. <laughs> yes, he was a great bowler. Yeah. He had the only, and it didn't come out in America. I spent a lot of time in England. He had Brian Lara's cricket for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. That was only U.S.? Yeah, it was, no, it was only in England. I mean, only in yeah, England? Yeah, he played for the Windies, as they say. Okay, yes. wow. So, yeah. yeah, so you get the cricketer sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, people ask me, like, oh, cricket? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, growing up in Queens where you did, near JFK, is, so you weren't too far from Shea Stadium, probably, huh? No, no. Now I live, like, right near Shea Stadium, but growing up, I was about 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, from, were you a big Mets fan? Well, from City Field now. Uh, yeah, big Mets fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. still, yeah, Mets, Mets, Knicks, Giants. All orange and blue. Right. The Giants are... Uh, blue and red, but big blue, but, you know. <laughs> right. Who's your... Uh, you know, every year I have a Tiki Barber on my show for the Army-Navy game, too. Oh, really? Great guy. Yeah. Yeah, really good guy. Yeah. And uh, Y.A. Tittle, no relation, he played for the Giants <laughs> at one point. So who was your guy? Because I, I, I know you... I mean, you're a lot younger than me. I'm trying to think who your guy was um, on uh, the Mets when you were growing up. Who was your favorite? Um... <laughs> It depends how far we go back because I remember, Wright. yeah, I remember going back as far as like going back to like the two thousand, like when they went to, to the World Series mm-hmm. with the with the Knicks, I mean with the Knicks with the Yankees, mm-hmm. and um, I'm a and I'm you know Dominican from New York, so obviously the Dominican players, which was like Armando Benitez, mm-hmm. Timo Perez, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember, I forgot about Timo, Timo yeah. Perez, yeah, um, all of those guys, and and but even like. At, like in the later in the 2000s like when Carlos Beltran came Carlos Delgado I remember Billy Wagner was mm-hmm. the, was the, the closer, closer K-Rod yeah. came when K-Rod uh, right. was the cl- just a lot of failure this is a, <laughs> a lot of failure <laughs> of, of of superstar athletes that come to the team and finish off their career you know well now that Steve Cohen is spending money like it's going out of style I mean it's yeah it, it didn't work this year it didn't work <laughs> DeGrom <laughs> left and Scherzer left and they both got rings <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're right. DeGrom did get a ring. He yeah. went out so early. Yeah. Um, 
Seinfeld is another. Do you guys do you ever sit with Seinfeld at a Mets game together? No, he he doesn't talk to the little people, but I uh, I see him around. I know he's a I know yeah. he's a big Mets fan. I see him at Gotham Comedy Club a lot. He comes around uh-huh. and uh, yeah, but that's his club where he'll just like walk in. What is it, the Mazzilli Brothers? Yeah, and, Chris Chris Mazzilli. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like going to Gotham. Too. No, I love Gotham. Love yeah. Gotham. Just a real great room, great New York room. Gotham is the only place where I saw an opener mail it in. Of all places, he came out. I don't know who it was, and he went to every person in the crowd. He goes, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And he got to me. I was like the 50th guy, and he said, sir, are you going to smile today? And I just kind of laughed, but I wanted to say, are you going to tell a joke? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What, just, what did he look like? He was I, a, I think a, a white guy with short hair. And I've just, I'm like, this is Gotham. This isn't some open mic in Brooklyn. What are you doing? All right, we'll get back. (laughs) More of my complaints on the other side. We have Ian Lara with us. He is at the world-famous Punchline down here on Battery Street. Come on back on Sports Byline. Oh, they took us to commercial? This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, 
Put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. You're crazy. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. I saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then. All right, uh, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Were our mics up the whole break? They, they weren't up the whole break. Daniel, right? Okay, good. <laughs> I just touched it. <laughs> Why? What were you saying, Rick? Well, I was saying everyone that listens to my show is a moron, and I have <laughs> no respect for them at all. Ian Lara is with us, and he is on our Twitch.tv uh, cameras as well, if you want to get in. Um, the uh, HBO special, it's uh, its already a year old, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a year next week. Romantic comedy. Yeah. So have you ever had anybody say, you know, um, I never really thought about it one way or another, but since everyone talks about how handsome you are, I, I have to check you out now. No, no. I think I think that because I, I think the handsome thing is like a joke. Like I don't think I'm I don't think I'm handsome. I I just think like if you know when they compare you to like Lev, you know, Lev is like disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lev. And then everyone thought Lev was fifty, and he's like twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lev Lev had a good run. Lev like he uh he. He was hot for like 19 months, mm-hmm. and then and then the pandemic hit, and and they just took it away from him. So, so in the pandemic, did you do like Tiny Cupboard or yeah. Soul Joes? And- yeah, I did all those things. Yeah. Man, you really know the scene. <laughs> I told yeah, you I'm a comedy yeah. nerd, man. I, I did all those things: the street shows, mm-hmm. Soul Joes. I used to do Soul Joes every month with Mark Norman or List, mm-hmm. uh, and I used to do Zoom shows, and I was doing. Did uh, you do that? Tiny I, I think it's in Astoria, the um, the parking lot. Did you do that one? The parking lot show uh, in the diner in the parking lot yeah, of the diner. I did. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, I did all the things, man. Any way to get on stage. It seems like another world to go. And the other thing is, too, like when I'm, if I say something funny, and I'm not a comedian, but somebody might come to me two years later and say, oh, that was funny, because there's no feedback. Yeah. You guys on Zoom, you're not getting any feedback. So did you feel like you were bombing because you couldn't hear the laughter? No, nah, I think people, and I was one of these people, I think people who didn't do it thought so at first. But because I was like, I'm not doing Zoom. This is ridiculous. I'm a stage. I'm an in-person guy. And then I got offered some money to do some Zooms. And I was like, all right, I'll consider the Zoom. <laughs> and I did a couple Zooms. And it's honestly not that bad. I still, I, I did a Zoom not too long ago. I did a Zoom like probably like last month. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Like it's mm-hmm. not, what, obviously it's not stand up. So yeah. it's like, but it's like doing this. 
So it's like you got if, you, if you could tell all your jokes in a story like way, like you're just talking one on one, like you're just telling a story. Right. It works that way. It doesn't work if you're like on a mic trying to get the energy you get from a crowd. But if you're just like hanging out and you make your bits more conversational, it's fine. And people will leave their mics on and they'll be laughing and you can have good sets like I did. When when I got going, I was doing I was oof, I was killing it. I was doing a bunch of corporate zooms. Mm-hmm. I made I made a I made more money on Zoom during the pandemic than I did my whole career before that. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. That's yeah. how starved we were though. Yeah. For entertainment. Um you mentioned corporates and those are always hilarious stories because it's usually a nice chunk of change. Yeah. But it'll have and a lot of it is an ambush show. A lot of people don't even know you're there or they'll say uh, by the way, that guy cheats on his wife. That guy's a coke fiend. Uh, she yeah. embezzled. Yeah, yeah. And like, do you use those jokes that they prep you with? Well, sometimes they try to <laughs> give you stuff like that, but I just be like, all right, if something comes to me, I'll use it. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, like, uh, write you a whole new hour based on <laughs> based on the fact that your CEO cheats on his wife. You know, right. um, the funniest corporate I did. Well, not the funniest, but it's just the most interesting. I I did a corporate uh, for Pfizer, um, the the pharmaceutical company. Yes, we know and, Pfizer. Yeah, they. I had I had done a bit about like it was 2020 time, but I had done a bit about the vaccine where I was uh, and I was kind of just mocking it. I I was just mocking like. You know, it's now it seems like it's all been done. But at the time, it was it was like not that done, you know, Mm -hmm. about mocking people who like became doctors all of a sudden. And they think this whole thing was created for a chip or whatever. And I was making fun of everybody. I was making fun of them and I was making fun of Pfizer. I was making fun of the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And they saw it and then they reached out that they wanted me to do a corporate for them. And I was like, first of all, they reached out. And when we were negotiating, I sent them to my agents. My agents sent me an email that they sent where they were talking about money. And they were just like, listen, uh, we, we apologize, but we had a rough year. Like our budget is not what it used to be. And I was like, Aren't you on your third booster? <laughs> Rough <laughs> like, year. Like it was Amazon, Elon Musk, and Pfizer. Those were <laughs> the three winners of the of the pandemic. Right. That's what I thought. But they, you know, every time you negotiate, they're like, ah, the the budget wow. is not allocated for the things, you know. Um, but anyways, they they booked me, and then they didn't want me to do any vaccine material, Ugh. any of the things that they booked me for. They did not want me to do it, but I did it anyway. Okay. Good. Yeah, I did it anyway because a lot of times I feel like they just don't know. They 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 tell you no because they don't know. They think somebody's gonna get offended. They don't have like a comedy uh, mind and they don't understand like, oh no, I could deliver this in a way that people won't get offended. And sometimes they do get offended, but I just bet that they wouldn't. So I I made fun of the scientists. I made fun <laughs> of the pandemic. I made fun of them. I called it all a scam That's and good. a hoax, and they thought it was <clears throat> hilarious. They should. Ian Lara is with us. He's at the punchline tonight and tomorrow. Um, a lot of times I think these corporates, they'll say, oh, we're, we're big fans of yours, but they don't really know you. And yeah. I give the example of, um, you know, Mark Norman got fired from a corporate because he told a dildo joke and the CEO's wife said, fire him now. Yeah. He was just in Australia and they had him on panel on this live show. And they said, we love your material. Don't hold back. And he goes, you know who I am? And they go, yeah, we, we love you. And so... 
um, he was writing some note. He goes, oh, I'm just drawing some swastikas. swastikas yeah, yeah, you know that story. And they go, we'll be right back. And they go, you got to get out of here. <laughs> so have you had people say, oh, big Ian Lara fan. And then you're like, wait, what's that all about? Well, no. I mean, I think the thing with Mark is, especially like people who, who, who knew Mark from before, before Mark was like how he is now, His he had done like 15 late night spots, right? He'd done... Unlimited, what was it, like 10 Conans. He's mm-hmm. done The Tonight Show. He'd do Colbert. He used to do, he just used to do late night sets. And then late night sets, obviously, there's standards and practices. There's only, like, maybe you're telling the same jokes, but you got to clean it up, right? Mm-hmm. You can't curse. You can't offend people. So I think a ton of people got to know him from those sets mm-hmm. that went viral. And then they bring him on, <laughs> and they don't understand that he was doing that for TV. Right. Um, I never really had that because, I, I, like, I, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm not like that. Like, that's not my... I think it's hilarious. Mark is my favorite, one of my favorite guys, but mm-hmm. it's just not my type of, like... So I'm who, not going to be drawing swastikas <laughs> on live TV. So who wrecked you with um, SD and, and Liz? Who were the guys? Mark Norman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you need two guys? Mark Norman. Um, at, well, you, you, you generally <clears throat> need two people, but at the time, I had, I had already got like some buzz in the city. Mm-hmm. I had done the Tonight Show already, okay. and when you do the Tonight Show in New York, the booker, he'll bring you around the cellar to run the set the night before. Right. So I, I had went through the cellar, and they had seen me, and I had did the, the Tonight Show set, and it did well. And then Mark, um, they were, you know, o- they opened the books, and they were looking for new people, and Mark wrecked me. And then I also had Comedy Central. I was, mm. They had the show this week at the cellar, mm-hmm. so they were trying to get me on that show because I had done some big uh, numbers for Comedy Central digitally. So they were trying to get me on that show, and so it was kind of Mark and Comedy Central, and they were like, "Okay, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll audition you." I always go eat at the Olive Tree just so I can see who's at that back table. Yeah, and uh, it was about five years ago. <clears throat> uh, big J brought Mike Fanoia with him, who yeah. was his feature. Yeah. And I just happened to walk by, and everything was sold out, and I saw that Mike was going to host. So I went in the olive tree, and he was at the back table. And I actually had the temerity to approach the table. And I go, hi, Mike. He's like, how do I know you? I go, you were just on my show in San Francisco. And they're sold out, but if you can find a way. He goes, just wait outside. And I thought, oh, I should never have approached the comedy. He came out, he patted me on the back. He goes, I got you in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. otherwise, I realized that's your world. So when you go there and, you know, like, um, you have people like uh, uh, Norton and everybody else roasting you. How fun is that, though? That doesn't really happen that much. It doesn't. No, like I think people have a glamorized uh, <laughs> view of like, like Colin Quinn, of Colin and, Quinn, and, and Tough Crowd. Yeah, those guys are the nicest guys. <laughs> like Norton, Colin Quinn, even Bobby Kelly. Like they're just the nicest guy. Yeah. Like I remember the first time I met Bobby Kelly, we did a we did the gig in Aruba. Aruba, shout out to Aruba Rays. Wow, which is a gig I do every winter where you go to Aruba for a week, you do shows at night, and then you get to vacation. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I. I met Bobby. We hung out the whole on the beach. We were talking, you know, Bobby's. Did he take his shirt off on the beach? (laughs) No, he keeps the shirt on. (laughs) We was talking sobriety. We were just having a great Uh time, just a good time. And and I was like, man, Bobby's great. And then a couple weeks later, I'm at the cellar. I got a spot at the cellar and I see Bobby outside and I and I can I go. You know he's with the whole crew, he's with the whole crew whatever mm-hmm. and I go sit down and he's like oh look at this Dominican and I, I, he just starts roasting me and I'm like Bobby what are you doing like <laughs> wh- wh- you don't have to do this you're a nice guy Bobby you don't have to pr- put on this act of, uh, of being mean you're one of the nicest guys I remember when he was in here years ago we were talking about Geraldo 
and um, about how many fans he had. He goes, I have to lift, but lift up every rock to find a Robert Kelly fan. But I'm like, then you know what, dude? In that pod, he has gotten so big, literally. Yeah. About his <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's tiny now. So Is he? Yeah. Did he lose weight? Oh, a ton. <laughs> literally yeah no so, so you haven't seen bobby i have not he's seen not him bobby. he's i mean he's completely he's like a skinny guy when did that happen uh, about a year and a half wow it started like a year and a half ago wow yeah good like, for him no he's he's great and obviously i mean if you know him he's just a killer yeah he's, his my i think my favorite quote he told me he said like when you look for a girl forget about looks and personality find a girl that you can point at with other people and say that person sucks it's like Jay Moore's line, find a girl with similar hates, not likes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's good. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come on back. We'll close it out with Ian Lara. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. 
What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Right. Well, I have to, I have to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth. Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny. I don't know what that means. Uh, Ian <laughs> is she Lara. doing black talk? <laughs> she is. <laughs> Ian Lara, I'm from Richmond, California, so it's kind of it's ingrained in me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, Ian Lara. He's at the Punchline tonight, two shows, two shows tomorrow. Before we let you go, you did the Dubai Comedy Festival. Yeah. What was that like? It was great. Dubai's Dubai's ma- amazing. Like it's it's so rich. Totally down my alley. What were the rules though? Like no rules. You could drink. Yeah, because Dubai has a thing where I thought you couldn't, but it, in everything in the hotel is fine. Okay. Hotel is like foreign soil, <laughs> so it's just drinking and prostitutes in the hotel. Well, the one I was in, but off the hotel, you obviously have to follow the rules. But in right. the hotel, it's fine. So what are the rules outside? You can't drink. You, there's in no bars. Like in all the no all bar. the clubs and bars are in hotels. Wow. You're not allowed to drink or like have PDA or crime. No PDA. No. I like how you're not allowed crime. That's a good one. Yeah, that's nice. We should implement that here. <laughs> We're going to make crime illegal. <laughs> yeah. Like really illegal, though. <laughs> not like... <laughs> what do you think about, like... Uh, I mean... Oh, I, I know during the World Cup in Qatar, they said that um, gay men couldn't hold hands. Yeah. That was one thing. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a bad influence on children. They yeah. Thought. Yeah. Yeah. But can you hold hands with your girl? In the hotel, you can. But in the street... You, you. I mean, look, you're not going to get arrested for doing that. But if you're in a place that's more traditional, like they'll... A mosque. Yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> don't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think couples should hold hands in public because of kids. So I, I, I think that should be across the board. Man, man, a man, man or woman. Nobody should be that. holding hands. Um, 
That that probably paid nice though, because I always figure like you know when they paid Tiger like ten million just to visit one time. Yeah, well, I didn't make ten million, but <laughs> it was it was nice. <laughs> All right, so for people coming to the world famous Punchline tonight, what are they in store for, Ian? A good comedy show. Just come out. I never really had people come out to the shows and say they didn't have a good time. If you come out to the show and you didn't have a good time, I feel like you just didn't want to have a good time. Yeah, it's some it's some personal with you, cause like I. Like I'm not mean I'm not offensive I just do these jokes About me About stuff that happens to me And you should be able To enjoy it Most people enjoy it I, I always root for the comedians Because I'm there to laugh I'm not there to judge them Or to like Say that's out of order I'm hoping so bad They'll make me laugh Yeah, yeah. Which is That's the energy You should yes. You should go Because you I, look as comedians and i got a bit about it as comedians we could see it from the stage like so the people that come to the show we see you sitting there with your arms crossed thinking that you're funnier like <laughs> and and, I, and you're not like you're just you're just not i'm not saying you're not funny but right. you, you might be funny with your friends and context but if people were paying 30 dollars a ticket to see you you probably wouldn't be ian, great ian laura punchline thanks for coming in man it's good meeting you yeah thank you thank you for having me all right i'm rick tittle we'll see you monday 9 a.m pack time <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the show.